Hello, and welcome to PharmaTalk Radio. I'm Danny McCarthy. Navigating treatment options as a cancer patient can be incredibly complex, made even more so because of the difficulty in compiling and understanding health records. I'm pleased today to introduce a collaboration for a natural language processing tool that helps oncology patients identify and understand their options for treatment. This collaboration brought together the engineering capability of data art and the oncology expertise of XCures to help cancer patients better, faster, and sooner. I'll pass things off to Jamie McCullough, VP of Client Solutions at DataArt, who will moderate the discussion with Leah Partsanadze, a data scientist at DataArt, and Mark Shapiro, Chief Operating Officer of XCures, to start the conversation. Thanks, Jamie. Hey, Danny. Thanks very much for uh, organizing this and having us on the podcast today. So I, I work with Data Art. I've been with the company about a little over three years, working with the healthcare and life sciences team, more on the client solutions, business development, sales side of the organization, and met Mark uh, Shapiro probably about two and a half years ago. And we'll kind of get into that in a sec, but we'll do some intros if you want to go. Hello, everyone, and thank you. My name is Leah, and I'm a data scientist at DataArt, and I've been with DataArt for around a year and a half, and for the most part, working with Excures, uh, Mark and Glenn, on this project. Thank you. Mark Shapiro, Chief Operating Officer of Excures. It was good to meet you, Jamie, back in the middle of the pandemic, as we were all trying to figure out how to tackle this problem, which is... Um, you know, Glenn and I had been working on for a couple of years and, and we're really looking for somebody that we could bring onto our team to help us out. And finding somebody with natural language processing expertise is not an easy thing to do. I remember when we, uh, when we first met, I don't think you were full-time with Excures at that point. You, know, you were a consultant and then you, know, you were like, hey, I, I think we had this conversation. I introduced you to DataR and you were like, I think there's a, a friend of mine who you should connect with. And we, we kind of went back and forth for probably six different meetings until we finally figured out how we were going to partner together. And the difficult, I wouldn't say it's difficult, but data art does so many things. We help companies design and develop custom software solutions, custom technology platforms. We approach it from a business perspective. What is the business objective, the goal, the challenge? What are companies looking to do in healthcare and life sciences space? And then we bring in you know, our team of 6,000 expert veteran consultants and engineers to help build out these solutions. And, you know, our goal is really just to be an extension of our clients' internal teams because too often, especially over the past few years, it's, it's quite difficult to attain and retain top engineering talent. So we like to come in and say, hey, what, what, are, we, what are we working on? What's the, um, you know, what's the roadmap here? What's the project? Let's put the strategy together. Let's work with our clients to put that, that blueprint, put our heads together and, and strategize, and then bring in, like I said, there's technologists and help build out projects. So it's a little bit more than just IT outsourcing. It's bringing in our 25 years of experience working in this space with every different technology, kind of solving every product problem from the insurance, payers, providers, patient engagement, drug discovery, pharma, regulatory compliance aspect, you name it, we've kind of worked on it. And then bringing it all together, Mark, you and I connected and we, we went through that and then we, we, we got onto X-Cures and we finally figured out, hey, we just, you guys needed some more engineers and you needed NLP technologists, engineers who understood that to, uh, to get you guys up and running. That's right. I think we had been talking for a few months and then you had mentioned Leah and shared her 
her CV with us. And we thought, uh, this is somebody who could probably help us with this problem, which is, you know, finding, as you said, the natural language processing expertise and help turn that into, you know, from prototype, which is where we were, into production ready software. And that was really the core of the project, right? Really, you know, off the shelf NLP technologies were not cutting it for us at the time. So what does what does Xcures and your and your technology, the platform that you've now created a couple of years later, what is it doing for patients in the space? So the platform has always been designed to deliver treatment options to cancer patients and their oncologists. But to do that with high quality, we need to look through the patient's medical records. And in cancer, the most interesting information is in free text, right? It's in the pathology reports, the radiology reports, and the clinic notes uh, recorded by physicians. It's not in coded and structured data in the health record. And so if one wants to make an accurate, informed prediction of things that would be useful for that patient and their doctor to consider, one needs to read through the free text. The language in the, the cancer free text notes is full of jargon, full of abbreviations. It's very domain specific even to the point where you'll sometimes find made up compound words. And so from a natural language processing task, it's a challenging area and there's not a large source of clean annotated training data. And so we had come up with a strategy that we wanted to work on together to build out and custom train a model based on customized oncology training data that could span those three domains, which have different language features, right? Radiologists, capture and speak differently than clinical or medical oncologists or pathologists, but also to bridge those language differences to other domains like clinical research protocols, for example. In that process, what we're trying to do is provide patients and their oncologists with expert level information that could be read from and derived from their medical records and cross-indexed to a lot of other data sources. My two questions would be, you know, what were people doing before this? What, what was the inherent challenge that you solved? Obviously, it seems like time and more accurate diagnosis for patients. And that's question one. And then two would be, is there anybody else doing this? Is there another company? Is, do you have a competitor? Or are you guys kind of the, the, the cutting edge here with, with, this, with this technology and how you're working with patients? Pretty sure there's nobody who's trying to do exactly what we're doing. Although... You know, in, in a broad context, and I think one of the early conversations you and I had, which I thought was relevant, was clinical trial matching. And in fact, Xcures formed out of an organization that was doing, using PhD cancer biologists, uh, bespoke clinical trial matching for cancer patients as a free nonprofit service. And we were really looking to scale up that type of human-level expertise into technology-enabled um, recommendations for patients, but not just limited to clinical trials. And so people doing clinical trial matching, I think would consider the problem to be similar. When we had really started touching this problem over four years ago, the, the challenge with that is to do an accurate match, you really need access to the patient's medical record and you need access to free text notes and the ability to digest them. Just on the interaction between our teams, um, and Leah probably can chime in here, there's stuff that we've worked on together. You know, where has that landed Xcures today? What has the impact been for 
patients, for hospital organizations, what have you seen over the past two years since we started to work together as you guys go to market? The goal has always been to continue improving and scaling the ability to make accurate predictions of the right options for patients. And, you know, I would say today we have a a number of oncologists who use our platform to help them find and identify potential information relevant to their patients, uh, including treatment options. And we get rave reviews. People love the product. Um, But it's been obviously a very complex and challenging thing that we tried to do. And it's been a long road that's taken many different pieces of AI and natural language processing, including this, but certainly not not limited to this tool. The other piece to this that, that I think was really important to us and you know, we didn't fully appreciate when we all set out uh, on this project and spent, you know, I think more than a year working on it together was that it's not just identifying the important information in the patient's medical records uh, and how that relates to other high quality data sources that may be out in the public domain. But how do you standardize all of this stuff so that when you're talking about medical concepts, you're talking about standardized medical concepts that have consistent meaning in different domains. And so it's not just natural language processing where we started with a focus on named entity recognition, but it's also uh, entity classification and entity coding, which includes things like biomedical ontologies. Is this entity a, a subtype of some other entity? Like is glioblastoma a subtype of a brain tumor? And all of those things need to be captured for the type of inference that we do with our recommendation engine looking for options for patients. Obviously, as all startups and as you're you're building out these platforms and you're starting to look at more data and, as you said, starting to realize more subcategories, how has the platform transformed from your original idea into what you have now? And and how many pivots have they had to make? Um, And have you almost had to take it a, a, an approach where you're working on something, you come to realization and say, hey, that's, that's a totally separate platform, or that'd be a totally separate, not business, but that's, we have to break it off. Yeah. Well, I think, I think one of the things that we had been looking at using, there are obviously many different tools for biomedical NLP, but our experience with all of them, and I think we, over at least two years, did a pretty exhaustive dive into anything we could find that, that purported to be biomedical NLP, was that none of them were particularly good at, at parsing free text cancer notes. And for us, you know, if you're, if you're talking about trying to make an accurate recommendation or bring useful information to a doctor, it's got to be right. You know, there's no margin for error or the end user will not trust it. So we had to find it and ultimately decided after that, that we needed to custom train something. We've accumulated a lot of training data. And I think we came up with some great ideas with Leah um, and some of the other members of the team there at DataArt on how to build out custom training data sets that were highly domain specific and would be able to transfer across a couple of the different linguistic domains that we were interested in. And so it was really, I think, a pretty clever set of ideas for transfer learning and semi-supervised learning in order to build something that was um, 
domain specific, but not so domain specific that it couldn't move from like a radiology report to a pathology report mm -hmm. with some flexibility. And how is working with uh, the data art team? You know, expectations from the onset working with, uh, you know, there's always sort of the, do you hire in-house? Do you hire a consultancy? And what is, what is that going to be like? What are the expectations of working with a, with a third party? Do they even understand our business? Are they going to integrate with our team and the culture and communication? So what was that like, you know, from the start? And then as we work together over the, over the next uh, 18, 24 months, what did that turn into for, for you guys? I think for us and, and Leah, I imagine you would agree that, you know, there's a big difference between natural language processing and kind of what passes for machine learning these days. And so, you know, although we're obviously utilizing certain machine learning tools, there's a lot of custom domain specific expertise required for NLP and finding those people, there just aren't a lot of them getting them up to speed on a particular like highly refined domain takes time. And so I think we were very pleased with our experience working with Leah and some of her colleagues on just um, being able to dive deep into the oncology domain, right? And to start understanding the data sets that we thought were relevant to understand kind of the nuances of, of you know, not just English language versus other languages, but you know, biomedical English and specifically clinical oncology English, which all have their own nuances. Um, and, and, you know, the other piece is that this is a complex project and it would have been shocking if we could find somebody out there, maybe some world's renowned expert who actually had all the expertise in, inside one person. And so being able to tap into some of the experts across your organization was helpful, especially at some sort of key challenging points as we were trying to figure out how to move, you know, the models forward, improve the evaluation. And so we did that at several points in projects like this. You learn things that you didn't know before. And sometimes that means you have to take a step back and then move forward in a slightly different direction. Yep. And Leah, you know, I know that speaking to some of the, some of the team as you guys were working on this project, you know, the feedback was, hey, we're, we're really excited about working with executors because we feel like we're making a difference. We feel like we're working on a platform, working on a solution to a problem that a lot of people in the world are facing. And this platform is gonna make a difference to cancer patients and the treatment that they find and how quick they can be treated and you know, finding them the right treatment for them and, and really kind of changing the landscape that it is today. That was some of the feedback that I had you know, that I received. It's great to hear that people were excited to work on the project, that the client is looking to make a difference. Leah, what was your experience like working on the project, working with this technology, challenges, or anything you know, interesting that you learned along the way about this space or the use of NLP? For me, it was a great experience to work with Excures because you cannot really make these kinds of projects happen without collaborating with people who are actual medical experts. And for me, we would have a regular discussion sessions uh, where we would try to tackle this problem. And I've worked on medical projects before, but this was a very close collaboration with medical professionals. They have the experience of treating patients. They have provided the service before we dived into the development process. So they had a lot of details and a lot of insights into how things are best done. And in NLP, 
and particularly for healthcare uh, projects, there are uh, many ways you can do the same thing. And in that regard, for me personally, as, as for a data scientist, mainly specialized in healthcare projects, that was uh, an amazing experience. But other than that, as how we were organized, I don't think we were very much different from any other team that's been, you know, that works remotely. It didn't, didn't very much feel like we were from different organizations, at least for me. Uh, we would work together, have uh, normal tools uh, for code reviewing, for uh, task tracking. We would decide what needs to be done, prioritize within uh, within the team. One note was that Excuse members had a lot more domain knowledge, which is invaluable here. It's a happy unison between the Excure is having the domain knowledge and Datar bringing in that, that technology expertise and, uh, and excellence. So it's a, it's a nice harmony between the two. Um, Engineers yeah. will never have that um, kind of you know, deep understanding of physical processes and real things that are underneath the things that you are trying to model, the intricate nuances of the language in clinical trials, um, texts, in healthcare records, um, all uh, very, very important for a successful language model or any predictive model in an open. I think with our team, too, that there was this, you know, both a, a good mix of data science and statistical expertise, natural language processing, and the domain knowledge. And, you know, throughout this project, um, I, I sometimes wondered if I was pushing too hard because we were really pushing the state of the art with mixtures of knowledge embeddings and uh, knowledge graphs and looking at hyperbolic embeddings and graph embeddings and trying to do lots of different I mean, we experimented with so many different types of vectorization and text embedding methods, really with the goal of, of basically leaving no information off the table. If we had definitions, if we had knowledge graphs, if we had text from different domains, how did we incorporate all the information represented in all those different and very different data sources into a model that could, could bridge easily between them? Just looking at what's been published since we started this project, you know, we've been pushing the state of the art the whole time. This wasn't a data science project where there was a roadmap for how to do it. And I think we knew that going in, it was going to be tough. I don't know if we would fully impress that upon you, Jamie, but, you know, we knew this into the frontier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, that's the case with a lot of, you know, a lot of startups that we work with. We've worked with, I would say, thousands, you know, over probably at this point, six, 7,000 startups. And it's, it, it's, it, it's tough, right? We have an idea. It's in my head. How do I get it into development? How do we get it into wireframes, into a POC, into an MVP? And how do we take it from there and take this idea and put it into production and get it out to the market and make sure it's a success? And how many times is it going to pivot along the way? Right. And so, you know, what I'm curious about would be, are there, was there anything along that really surprised you? with this project, with the collaboration, working with data art. In retrospect, probably the biggest surprise to me was just how much ground we covered. And during the project too, we looked at and transitioned from baseline models based on more standard embeddings to uh, doing a, like a pretty broad exploration of large language models based on transformers 
um, to see if we could custom train those types of models using all these different types of data sources. Even as we were working on this, pushing the state of the art, new state of the art was happening outside of this, and we were trying to gobble it up and incorporate it into this project as we went. You know, I, I do feel guilty. I think sometimes I push, I push that team very hard. <laughs> no. That's what has to happen sometimes. You're pushing the boundaries with technology. You're kind of playing with the clock uh, to get things out and rolling. So you know, I think we see from a lot of our clients, it's, um, you know, it's a high pressure environment. We're looking to get results. I think our teams are, are pretty used to that. You know, we're looking to uh, get the technology built keep the client happy and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, not time is money. So um, I think our teams are used to that. Now, would you go back and change anything from interacting with data art, but also if you could go back four years, would you guys sitting down and saying, Hey, we have a great idea. Would you, would you take a different approach? Would you, would you do something, anything different? Yeah. I really enjoyed the, the structure of our work with data art. I think we collaborated well, you know, we, use shared systems and tools with Jira and GitHub. We met on, I think, a, a weekly basis on Tuesdays, if I recall, um, which is good. I think th this was a complicated project and it was nice to have even a quick check-in. Sometimes it was 15 minutes on what people were working on, what had been accomplished, what were the, the barriers that we needed to discuss. And I think for this project, that's important because sometimes the barriers are, are basically, um, they're not technical barriers, right? They're conceptual barriers around the domain. And so sometimes the answers, you know, in those quick check-in calls really help keep things moving forward. In terms of what I might change, I think, I wish I had known then what I know now, but I think we all did. <laughs> like none of us knew this, you know, and I think starting out for sure, I thought that getting a really good named entity recognition model that could really parse and identify these very important rare cancer features was the key piece to this, right? Because a lot of that in our domain is, is like one shot or zero shot learning, right? That the model needs to recognize a new, a new term and what it means correctly, even if it's never seen that term before in training data. Um, but then... The other piece to this, which was very difficult, and I think when we got in, we didn't appreciate just how difficult, was how do you standardize all that into, you know, biomedical concepts that have existing coded descriptions in other dictionaries, right? And that part, I think, was definitely harder than we thought getting in. <laughs> maybe one thing that I would have done differently, I maybe devoted more time to that particular part of the project where we standardize whatever we've extracted. And for a variety of reasons, that indeed turned out to be more difficult. And the terms could be of various uh, detail, right? It could be a very low level entity or high level entity. And uh, depending on that, uh, some of them are really hard to classify. And with uh, things like uh, searching for cancer treatment options, you cannot make a mistake. And clinical trials records and health patient healthcare notes, uh, they use different language. And normalizing that together was yeah, more, more challenging than I thought it would be. If, if anything, I would have spent more time with that particular part because it's very important, very challenging. That's a good point too. Like we spent a lot of time thinking about statistical distributions of words in these different data sets and how to uh, 
you know, use sampling to try and normalize uh, frequencies of these entities, right? Which, which occur with different frequencies in different domains, but also naturally should occur with different frequencies based on how common they are, how specific they are. Um, so these, these sort of rare and infrequently used terms often convey the most meaning in terms of what we're like, if a doctor is using a rare term, that term is loaded with a lot of meaning and trying to find it, identify it correctly, understand that meaning in terms of where it sits within a broader biomedical ontology is really, that was not easy. Yeah. So the, the clinical trial space is, is ever evolving, especially the past two years. We, we now see remote, remote patient monitoring as a big focus. At least these are conversations that I'm having when I'm out of conferences and talking to other clients. What do you see as XCure's impact on the clinical trial, clinical research industry, let's say five years from now? And what is going to have to happen for wider adoption, utilization for XCure's to make a substantial, significant impact in the clinical research trial space? We're heavily involved in the clinical trial and clinical research space. On the front end, we're involved in helping patients and their oncologists. But in the process of doing that, we generate a vast amount of data in the form of medical records that are used in clinical trials, for example. So this ability to accurately parse patients' medical records and identify correctly coded concepts from the terminology they're in is part of the way that you need to accelerate the data structuring for clinical trials. So going from medical records or what we call electronic health records, EHR, into EDC, electronic data capture, is actually a big piece of what we're doing on the back end as we try to take a huge volume of free, unstructured patient medical records and turn it into a highly structured and coded data set that could be used by the FDA or by a pharmaceutical sponsor or by a nonprofit organization that wants to publish a natural history of data about patients with their specific uh, um, disease of interest. So all of this actually plays into producing good quality data sets, which have broad applicability in clinical research and in sort of clinical research related domains. And you guys are obviously making an impact. And how does that, how are you going to reach more people affect uh, an impact more patients? So, so for us, you know, as we continue our development, we've made some big breakthroughs in terms of our ability to collect um, and structure medical records quickly. Um, you know, so our data volumes have gone up orders of magnitude from when we started this project. But, you know, what remains is the ability to then take those huge data volumes and accurately run natural language processing on the notes and free text. Um, over time, what we want is to allow doctors to describe their patients as freely as, as possible, right? To give the most accurate clinical description and that this type of technology makes it easier for them to practice and for those people who want to do research on what's happening in medicine to do it accurately, right? Because they haven't forced people into artificial descriptions or tools or codes. And to scale. X-Cures to reach more possible organizations and more patients, what, what is the next step? What is it going to have to take from, uh, from your team? Today, it's just, um, it's, it's getting to help more patients, right? We have, I would say, close to an unlimited capacity now to sign up more patients, whereas when we started this project, we could only help one or 200 patients a month. Um, 
So for us, the next step is thousands or tens of thousands of patients. And really, you know, all of these AI natural language processing tools are the key to delivering this high quality patient service at scale, which is where we started. Each patient had their own PhD cancer biologist who sat down with them and helped them think about clinical research options to thousands of patients where the AI systems can understand and know more than any one human. They can do it more consistently, faster, and at greater scale. You know, that's been the transition. You know, it was great to work with you on something that's going to make a difference. I'm glad we were able to meet and partner together and, you know, at the end of the day, make a difference. Thank you, Jamie. And thank you, Leah. It's great to see you guys again. Thanks for all the work that you did for us. It was really a pleasure working with you guys. Thank you all for that conversation, not only about the exciting technology and what it means for patients, but also about the development and collaboration process behind it. For more information about PharmaTalk Radio podcasts, you can visit theconferenceforum.org. Thank you for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.